Welcome to the Gorefine Schiller and Garden podcast series. The House Ways and Means Committee recently approved a major bill that will affect many taxpayers, which is the Tax Relief for American Families and Workers Act of 2024. And today we are joined by Matt Kiefer, who is the Director of Tax Services at GSG, who's going to be discussing this with us further today. And Matt, how are you? I'm good, Matt. How are you? Happy New Year. Doing well. Yeah. Happy New Year to you. It's great to have you back and hear your voice. And let's start at the top. So can you tell us why is this so significant for so many Americans? Yeah, certainly. Well, first, a little precaution. This is just past the House Ways and Means Committee. So it's not a formally approved and passed legislation. So it still needs to go through the Congress and the Senate and be signed by the president. So right now we're in limbo. We may see it pass. Some people that have some insight at the Hill kind of think maybe best case scenario is end of February. And then there's also a worst case scenario line. I think it could get even delayed beyond the election. So it's kind of entirely up in the air. But right now we're hopeful. So I think there's two main parts of the tax relief in this bill. There's some individual tax provisions and then some business tax provisions is what it's really revolving around. And so the individual tax relief is primarily relates around the child tax credit, and it's not really changing the actual total calculation. It's mainly in relation to the, there's a refundable portion of the credit for certain taxpayers. And so a refundable portion is when just let's say, for example, you only have $200 of tax, but your total credit would be say $1,600. Well, in that case, you could potentially get a refundable credit of the $1,400 that exceeds that $200. So the change here is that that refundable portion is potentially increased by a few hundred bucks per year. And then there's also provisions that allow you to look at the calculation based on either for starting in 2024 or 2025, that you can look back at your prior year income to calculate to see if you can max out that refundable portion based on the previous year's income. So that's the main individual side of things. And then the business side of things, there's really three main components that I see. The first is a big thing that happened to a lot of taxpayers in the 2023 tax years, they were surprised by this rule for research and development expenses. And so beginning one one twenty three, those costs actually, in previous years, you could always deduct those up front in whatever year they were incurred or paid, you could deduct those up front. But the rule in one one twenty three was that you actually had to capitalize those expenses and amortize them over a five-year period. So that was really shocking to a lot of taxpayers, and that's really the reason for this bill. I don't think it was really the intention. So the change here would be that they'll go back to the old rule that we can actually deduct those expenses in the year incurred. They haven't really clarified how that's going to happen, whether if you need to amend a prior year return or if they'll make a change in the current year. So we're still waiting to hear more about that. Then the other two big business changes, bonus depreciation, that goes back to in 2023, it was supposed to revert to 80%. So we're sitting here ready to prepare tax returns with the rule that's currently at 80%. The legislation would change that to 100%. 
bonus. So we would go back to the rule that was in place prior to 2023. And then that 100% would be effective until 1-1 of 2026. Whereas the existing rule would back the 80% down to 60% next year, then 40% the following year, and then 20, and then zero. So again, it would be at 100% until 1-1-26. And then the last real big business item is that they did increase the threshold for cost expensing under Section 179. It looks like it's going to go from potentially 1.2 million up to 1.29 million. And those are really the big tax income tax items at the moment. Got it. All great stuff. And in many ways, you answered my next question, but I'll throw it out there anyway, because you really covered off on a lot of good stuff. But is there any other significant changes in this bill that are noteworthy for taxpayers in the coming years? Yeah, there is one other major item, and it's really been in the news a lot recently. It's the employee retention tax credit. So Obviously, there's been a lot of fraudulent claims that the IRS is trying to to come through. So in order to basically pay for all these tax relief items that I just touched on, they had to come up with some money. So one of the ways of doing this is that they're going to basically cut off any more claims for these employee retention credits. They haven't officially, the bill talks about potentially the cutoff being January 31st. So if you haven't filed a claim already, or if you potentially have filed a claim and you're uncertain whether it's a legitimate claim, you definitely want to reach out to us or whichever consultant that you may have used for that employee retention credit, because now's potentially the last chance to get that or to resolve any problems that you may have with your actual filing that you had. Okay, cool. Matt, really appreciate your insights on this. And before we sign off, anything else to add or anything we may have missed? The only other thing is there's two small provisions that probably don't impact a ton of taxpayers were some treaty provisions related to Taiwan. And then there was some extensions of some of the disaster relief programs. And that relates to taxpayers that were in a disaster area that basically took money out of retirement accounts and used for certain types of expenditures. And then the last item that was touched on was they had a potential change in the affordable housing credit. So the bill would change that from a 9% up to a 12.5% for calendar years 23 to 25. And then actually one last small thing, the threshold for 1099 filing might potentially go up. So right now, if you pay service providers $600 or more, you have to file a 1099 potentially. That threshold potentially could go up to $1,000. All right, great. Well, this concludes this Gorefine Schiller and Garden podcast interview with Matt Kiefer, who's a director of tax services. And as you heard, Matt was kind enough to really break down what's going on with the Tax Relief for American Families and Workers Act of 2024. And Matt, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. And we will keep everyone posted as to when we know more about if this is going to be approved and going into legislation. Hey. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.